Today on Gun Talk Nation, the man, the myth, the legend, Jared, AKA Box Grove. I'm Ryan Gresham, and this, this is Gun Talk Nation. This Gun Talk Nation is brought to you by Fiocchi Ammunition, Guns Gear Television, Remington Ammunition, FN America, Primary Weapon Systems, Silencer Central, and Range Ready Studios. Welcome into Gun Talk Nation. Today on Gun Talk Nation, the man, the myth, the legend, Jared, AKA Box Grove. <laughs> Jared Grove, AKA Box? Sure. I, I like AKA in there. AKA? Uh, I guess AKA. We just go with the AK. The cops know him as Jared Grove. Yeah, and, that's yeah. My, but his friends know him as Box. Yeah, that's that's my. I feel like it's gonna name. Be I go stay off the radar. You've 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 become a recurring character on our shows. <laughs> Been on a few because we do all this stuff. You do a lot of brands: Caldwell, Frankfurt Arsenal, Frankfurt Arsenal, Wheeler, Wheeler, and Tipton. You guys know Four. all those brands. All of them. Listeners do. But thanks I, to you guys, I think it's. I think it's funny because like you're a recurring character and sometimes I call you Box and sometimes I call you Jared. Jared Grove. Yeah. Which one is it? Everybody knows me as Box. My mom knows me as that, you yeah. know? So it's okay. It's official. Yeah. You yeah. just can't email me. <laughs> box know, at, at CaldwellShooting.com. Caldwell yeah, you know what? You need to set up an account. The IT guys just that don't have a sense send, of humor. That's I've, I've tried to do it. When you don't want to actually you'd be like, that's your fake Email? Yeah, yeah. Box at Caldwell.com. Oh, man, I got a bad reputation. You could hand that out at the NRA show or something. When I'll just give them KJ's like, email or something. What you know? do you think about the 307 Marlin? And you're like, here's my email. Just email yeah. the questions to me. Yeah. I'll have somebody get back to you. Yeah. What do you What do you think about a fixed four-power scope? Here, here's my email. I'm happy to discuss that at length. They need to make more of them. <laughs> Bring it back. I mean, it was so good. That's why they yeah. don't make them anymore. There, there might be a conspiracy to that. <laughs> it's just too effective. Yeah, what does Redfield even stand for? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, so, so some of the people in the gun industry, all the people in the gun industry are awesome people. But some are more gun nerds than others. And when I think of people who are fit into that gun nerd category... You're right there. Yeah. You've got it bad. It's it's really bad. I was <laughs> I was nosing through the We have some weird random stuff back here. Oh, I, I saw something KJ he 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 called it the Marlin Papoose. <laughs> I wanted one so bad when I was oh, a kid. Oh gosh. My dad said that is a there's no purpose for that gun. So then as an adult, I found it at an auction. Did you really? And you bought it. It didn't even matter the price. I had to have it. <laughs> it was in the bag. Just take my money. Yours is in a lot better shape. He's like, you should try to buy it from Ryan. It's like I would write him a check and just leave the amount blank. It's like <laughs> any number, write it in, sir. Box is uh, the guy who comes in here and, and admittedly, you know, being at this a while and, and you know, my dad and my grandpa being at it a while, we've accumulated some interesting things. And you're the oh. guy who comes in, you're like, ooh, look at that weird thing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. This is just if you're a gun nerd, this has this is the treasure trove of old, not too old though, like yeah, 
80s, 90s. Yeah, some some, some older. Some weird, stuff. niche, mm -hmm. nostalgia. Yep. They got it all. I I showed you the, the box. 30 out six, Winchester, black talon ammo. Yeah. That's what I shot uh, an elk with when I was 15 years old. It worked great. <laughs> yeah. Teflon coated bullets. Yeah. That was the that was like the thing. Yeah. What Teflon like coated. early nineties? Yeah. When that was the early rage. 90s and is when it came out. Made all big splashes. Oh, man. And there was a lot of nonsense, a lot of miss and we still have that oh, to this day. Right? Yeah, it's been going on forever, right? You can still find nonsense stuff. So the black talon was a coated bullet. And somehow, yeah, I mean, like a Molly type coating that's yeah. common to today again, um, right? It's just but first rumor spread. Oh yeah, how deadly it was. It was. You know, here's a funny Armor thing about piercing. language. Uh, it can't be more deadly. There's not. There's not <laughs> degrees of deadly. Degree of dead. There's, you know, you're dead right. or you're not. It's kind of an on-off. It's binary. Yeah. Yeah. More but, deadly. <clears throat> You know, we were talking about that. They, they, somebody somewhere decided that it would go through a bulletproof vest, which, what, early 90s, the bulletproof vests were handgun rated. So, yeah. yeah, I guess anything out of a rifle would do it. And so, therefore, anything that said black talent and looked dangerous. Yeah. We, we passed laws off of emotions and not facts. Media didn't like the name. No, the media went crazy they, with it. They changed the name. Uh, because they were uh, yeah under such yeah there's like fail that. safe yeah and then like the ranger stuff is supposedly similar in the handgun but yeah you know like say there's laws still like ordinances or whatever like at the city or county or whatever level that still outlaw tipped ammunition or coated ammunition as being armor piercing but it's it's not you know well it's now wild. you're sending me down a rabbit hole I'm thinking about how there's certain states, a few, New Jersey, I don't believe you're allowed to carry hollow points? Yeah, like, I believe that's, that's sounds very familiar. And it, you know, it's funny because- Fact check him. Yeah, yeah, you guys fact check me because I could be wrong on that one. I mean, maybe I'm just making it up. No, 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 I, I think it is New Jersey. It's, that sounds right there. It's a problem because here's the thing. We look at it as, Citizens having guns, well, for lots of things, but, but one of the things, to defend themselves mm -hmm. and their family, defend their homes. Having guns in their homes, having guns for concealed carry, although that seems to be maybe rare in New Jersey. But so we think if a gun has a good trigger or good sights or the ammo is effective, that's good. It's yeah. going to work better. And then the people who don't understand it, don't care to understand it, and don't like guns, think, well, if it's more effective, that's bad. Right. But we're going, we're trying to defend ourselves against, you know. Bad guys. Bad guys. Right. It's a mindset I mean, thing. Yeah. It almost like they value the person breaking the law instead of the person trying to protect their life. Hmm. You know, it's just, it's hmm. weird. I think, I think it's, it's evident and you can look at any piece of legislation that's been pushed through. Um, that the verbiage, they don't care to learn the verbiage. Um, yeah, you know, like we, we just, I mean, there's there's video clips everywhere of all sorts of politicians referring to braces or bump stocks or anything else <clears throat> incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And when they're corrected, they, you know, bury their head in the sand or just 
ignore that they're wrong. Don't understand, don't care to understand. Right. Um, but that's not why you're here. I wanted to no. talk to you. Uh, well, so you're here because we're filming season two of Build Box. Back again. Yeah. You were a, a guest judge, and we you haven't we haven't done it yet. We're filming tomorrow, but last year we had it as a competition thing, and now this oh. is more of like guys hanging out in the workshop, doing builds, having fun <laughs> with it. Um, I mean, you're what's the first gun build you ever did? Because you're a gun build guy. Man, you put me on the spot there. Uh, I would have to say. It'd probably go back to like getting a uh, old shotgun from my grandfather that was kind of in pieces and disrepair mm -hmm. and putting it back together to make it function to go hunt a small game, you know, yeah. around Missouri with. So just um, making it functional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a a basket case, a cheap gun. My grandpa Literally wasn't my grandpa basket. wasn't into guns. Um, so who knows what he traded for it or something. Right. Um, so yeah. That would probably be like the first like build and then after that like I really didn't get into AR-15s which would be like my first like AR build or build um, until I was out of college I yeah. shot I shot competitively through college mostly shotgun mm -hmm. um, and then got out of out of college and I started messing with it and I remember a couple YouTube videos and springs and detents <laughs> all over the house and you know I had my first one slapped together and kind of went from there but now, more about the bolt guns? Yeah, as of late, that's been the, um, I've built pistols, 1911s mostly, 2011 style pistols um, over the years, and then transitioned uh, into doing some more of the precision rifle stuff. Um, that's, that's my learning now. I wanna get better at that. Like, I can do a lot of the pre-fit stuff, but mm -hmm. when it comes to the actual like machining and chambering, that's where we're learning. Are you doing that? Yeah. Really? That's, that's dude, you're in it deep. That's the next level, right? <laughs> you're in like, deep. Yeah. Um, I learned from a guy in North Iowa, uh, Jim C. He's a great guy. He does really small, uh, really small shop, but he kind of showed me the how to fit barrels and chamber them and showed me the difference between off the shelf pre fit barrel versus what you can do when you, you know, hand fit everything together. And that's always kind of intrigued me. Yeah. Whether it makes a difference in accuracy is for like debatable. Ultimate, ultimate accuracy or just just I don't know, man. I always say and and I now that I've gotten into it and I'm kind of the ambassador, if you will, amongst friends of mm -hmm. building custom You're rifles. The guy. Yeah, cuz I've I've gone both way down every path. I've got the full custom dialed in hand fit by one guy um to where the ones that I put together, you know, using a savage style barrel or mm -hmm. a rimage barrel or whatever you want to call it with a barrel nut and set my own head spacing. <clears throat> when it comes down to it, it's always, well, uh, what about accuracy? Truth be told, the best groups I've ever shot out of one of these rifles. And keep in mind, I'm like year five, six on this. It was a gun that I put together with a barrel I bought off the internet. Really? And But it shoots, uh, you know, in the, tenths of an inch MOA, you know, which, I mean, Bentrest accurate for, yeah. a, for a gun that I slapped together on the, but, you know, is the fit and finish perfect on it? No. Does the bolt run perfectly smooth? No. It doesn't feed as nice. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, there's a big gap in the reason that it costs a third as much as a full custom build, but 
but there's it's some, still like it's not just accuracy, I guess. There's a little but magic the, there too. Yeah. You know? it's sometimes it's just the secret sauce. You think yeah. about like, you know, a really good band coming together, and you've got four or five musicians, and they just do this. They just make great music. You could take five, four or five really good musicians and say, "You guys go get in a room," and it's not going to be a good band. Yeah. It's like, and they're not. Or you have four or five good musicians, but actually some of them aren't that great. But together they make great songs, they have a great vibe, whatever it is, right? I mean, same thing with a, a gun. You could go, why is this so freaking accurate? This barrel with this action and it just, yeah. you find a load that it likes. I think that's the other thing I really like about it is the loading aspect. You know, yeah. I'm a equally big reloading nerd as I am gun nerd. Which, uh, what's, what's that gun chambered in? 223 Ackley. Ooh. Yep. This is another thing that you guys will learn about Box. Yeah. It doesn't like anything normal. I have a few <laughs> normal ones, but yeah, if, uh, I am definitely not afraid that if there's no factory ammo, that is not a... Yeah, I don't care. That is not a limit limitation to me. Um, if, if you, people sometimes look, you have to make your own brass, too. <laughs> people go, I don't know if I... Well, I can't get ammo for that box. Like, you make ammo. Yeah. Just make it. Yeah, I'm not interested in shooting any factory ammo. That yeah. takes most of the fun out of it for me. New from FN, the FN Reflex is a precisely accurate 9mm pistol for everyday carry and perfected for deep concealment. With an internal ham hammer, multiple redundant safeties, the trigger is the smoothest, most refined fire control in an FN carry pistol. Stacking tight groups on target with match grade accuracy. Look, I've been carrying it. That's their, that's their message. I've been carrying it and I like it. It comes with two magazines, a 15 round and an 11 round. Um, kind of gives you options when you carry it that way. To learn more, go to fnamerica.com and look up the FN Reflex. Hey, there's a new season of Guns and Gear, season 15. We've been having lots of fun on the show and we have some really cool products that we've been highlighting and kind of seeing what works and what doesn't. If you want to go check it out, it's on the Outdoor Channel. It's also online. Outdoor Channel, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern, and with some other re-airs. Or you can find it on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Roku, Gun Talk Roku, GunTalkTV.com. So go check it out. A new season of Guns and Gear. You know high-vis sights. I talk about them to upgrade your, your guns. And a lot of times I talk about handguns. But they also have an AR-15 front sight. This is a front sight that you can swap out. It's nearly indestructible. It comes with interchangeable light pipes in both green and red for, so you can customize what you like and what really stands out to your eye. No point in having a crappy front sight. You might as well get one that's good and that, that's usable and works for you. And it's easy to install, replaces all types of AR-15 sights. You can learn more over at highvissights.com. It's amazing what our guns and gear will do these days, shooting targets at further distances. But your ammo and your bullet have to be up to the task. Introducing the Premier Long Range from Remington Ammunition. This features a spear impact bullet. Big green versus big game, no contest. I like it. King of the Mountain, Premier Long Range groundbreaking spear impact bullet brings surgical precision and bone crushing performance to the farthest reaches. Tough bonded construction and the slipstream polymer tip ensure high ballistic coefficient, match grade accuracy, and extreme terminal performance. To learn more, go to Remington.com. So 
when it comes to bolt guns, we hear from we hear all this marketing speak from manufacturers mm -hmm. and what it's capable of. But what are your expectations? What are you looking for? What are if you said here are the things, here's what I'm looking for in a trigger, here's what I'm looking for in accuracy, here's here's what I'm kind of wanting to do. Yeah. So I mean, I always start with like realistic expectations of a price, of a, of a budget of the gun, right? So, and I think like the higher the budget, the smoother we can start talking about like bolt operation mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. Accuracy wise, um, a lot of that can be, you know, your barrel, your caliber even, like some calibers just are easier to shoot, they're easier to load. Uh, I don't know. They're inherently yeah, accurate. Yeah, inherently accurate. I mean, that's... Love it or hate it, six five Creedmoor. It's what made it famous was that it is super forgiving. I mean, mm -hmm. super super forgiving. I so I heard a story um, from a big gun manufacturer, and they were they do stuff that's like weird stuff before they really start producing certain rifles, and they'll have weird chambers, and they'll do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the. He's like, we we've put together some bad guns on purpose. Like we're, we're chambering it crappily or whatever. Mm -hmm. And talking about 6.5, he's like, it still shoots pretty good. Yeah. Just weird stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, you can have a big range and the same gun, what, what blows my mind on some calibers, you can get the same gun will shoot a huge range of bullet weight. Mm. It'll shoot a huge range of bullet velocity and still maintain that accuracy. And that's right. that's amazing. And then there's some of them that are a little more finicky. Like, uh, you know, I, I have one, it's a great gun. It's a 338 Lapua. And going off of low data this year, we, we go to Colorado and, and shoot out there out to um, to two miles. And so that's where you, you really have to start watching your velocities and, and your spread and velocity. You know, if you, right. if you have a big spread from shot to shot, then it, Two miles, you're, you know, ten foot high, it's ten foot low, literally you know, ten feet. Yeah, and you're different. missing. You're missing. Yeah. You're holding perfect, and somehow you made a wind call that's right, and you're still going to miss because there's nothing you can do. Yeah. So, I was struggling with it, and I called the guy that built it, and I was like, man, I was like, I'm just, I'm at my wit's end. It was shooting great at one time. I had to change powder because the powder's no longer available, and I was like, my velocities are really low. I was like, but my groups are horrible. <laughs> And he said, man, you're just not in that velocity range. And I said, and that's kind of what I needed was that push and saying, hey, like, I know what you're looking at what your data says, but you need to bump it up because every gun's going to run different. And it mm -hmm. just needed more powder. And sure really? enough, we, I went above, it was still in safe range, but went above what I had thought was uh, towards the top and mm -hmm. just worked up. You know, there's a lot of obviously monitoring and stuff to go into that to where you don't get in. To a dangerous situation, but sure enough, once that velocity dropped into what the book was saying I should be getting for velocity, right? Ignore the powder charge, but get that velocity range, and that should equate to the same safe pressure. And man, my accuracy dropped right in, and it went from shooting, you know, a minute and a half to down under half a minute. And, really? And my velocities, my spread shrunk down to single digit. Didn't change anything else except just, just make weight. the bullet go a little faster. Yeah, it was just going too slow, and by too slow, it was going. A couple hundred feet a second. Well, I was going to ask slow. you how much faster was, did you go? And yeah, it was. It, we went. We had to bump up another two fifty, maybe two 
270. Wow. Um, it was it was way low, and and it was just weird. I think the data that was published was way conservative, and mm. then you know you're changing bullet seating depths and stuff, and so that can vary it and all that, all those variables. And I think the other thing was. <laughs> For somebody that usually loads smaller stuff, right. six, six five, six millimeters, two two three, um, and then you jump up to something that's taking ninety grains of powder a shot, <laughs> and you're just you know a, a one grain jump in in those small things is huge, and then right. on that one it's it's not it's even fine. noticeable. So yeah, it was just a little bit of a learning uh, learning curve, and, and that's what I love about it. It's it's always challenging. You're always it's how well can you build the machine. And how well it's almost you know guys that race cars and stuff mm -hmm. you know I imagine they're the same way you always tinker and try to get the best performance out of it. This is extra though you get to make your own gasoline too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, if you're yeah. racing cars, you can tweak, tweak, tweak the car, but yeah. now you get to feed it the ammo that you've made. Yeah, it's. I think that's what I like the most about it. Yeah. What about? Um, other gun builds. You guys have been playing with all kinds of stuff lately. Yeah, talk about the SOT stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, I this did. is people may not realize that um, you can get a manufacturer's license. You can to to manufacture guns. Right. Which is pretty it's, neat. It's it's a it's a you get a certain type of FFL to be able to manufacture firearms. Mm -hmm. And ammunition. Technically, I can also manufacture ammunition. And we're not um, talking about just reloading, but you're talking about to manufacture sell. it to sell. To, to, yeah, to retail. Um, okay. There's other insurances and stuff that one probably yeah. ought to consider before they yeah. just go jumping off selling you ammunition. Got, if you're uh, listening, go do your homework. But um, if you want to do it, you can, and there's a it does require an FFL. I think there's some people that maybe didn't realize that you needed a federal firearms license to sell ammunition, but you do. Because people will go, oh, I got a progressive reloader. I'll just start cranking yeah. out ammo and put it go in baggies. Go to the gun show and sell it. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, if you get caught doing that without a license, you'd be in a little trouble. Yeah. Um, ATF doesn't take kindly to that. And then you can also, uh, if you get your federal firearms license, which means that you're in the business to sell firearms. Right. Which I am, uh, to do transfers and stuff and such. Um, you can also get your SOT, Special Oper Operations Tax. It's funny. It's a tax. It's a tax. Yeah, it's yeah. They're all taxes. Mm -hmm. um, SOT sounds uh, super fancy. But it does. It's like, it it does, literally is a tax. It's form. tax. Yeah. And you send a you, check. You pay a tax on it, and so that would be, um, if you have a manufacturer's, then you can get an SOT to manufacture, um, NFA items like suppressors, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, and most fun, probably machine guns. You can make them. You can make a machine gun with a O2 SOT. Yeah. So if you get your right FFL and get the right SOT, um, and you do all the paperwork, there's all sorts of paperwork involved. You you fill it out and you submit it. But yes, um, and so some of the motivation for that, you know what a transferable machine gun costs. A lot of people don't. I always I always explain it to no, them. Like, I mean, I think you should back up and tell people. If you can, if you can, if you are legally if you can legally own a firearm in the United States, you can legally own a machine gun. The problem with it is that the machine guns that you can own as a normal average Joe citizen were made pre-May of 1986. Mm -hmm. So we call those pre-ban 
transferable machine guns because they were pre, after May of 1986, they said absolutely no manufacture of new machine gun for sale to, to, regular, people. to regular civilians. Yeah. Um, so everything made after 1986, they still make them, but that all goes to SOTs to be sold to military law enforcement. Right, and in, that also means that from that date, mm-hmm. The, there's, a, there's a finite number of transferable machine guns. You have yep. going backwards from there, and they're only getting older. That's right. They were getting, they are getting, some of them are getting to where they're just not serviceable anymore. Yeah. The other ones are getting, the demand has only increased, and therefore prices increased. So a transferable M16, $50,000, $60,000. Right. That's the barrier, right? Like, and it's basically... An AR-15. It is an AR-15. That that we would think of that you would buy for whatever, $1,000, $1,500. Yeah, exactly. But it so, costs fifty grand. Right. <laughs> so if you get your SOT and you're in that business. It used to cost a lot less, by it the way. Used to, yeah, it used to be the same cost as an AR-15. I think Colt charged, and this is going from a friend that was a, it still is a Colt dealer, so it was like 100 bucks more or something like that than the than the standard AR-15. He didn't buy them because he didn't want to wait because he didn't want to pay the $200. But even like 10 or 15 years ago. Yes. I mean, what, you'd buy one for 10? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's about right. So, I mean, I don't know. Is it an investment? Oh, absolutely. I think maybe it's like waterfront property. They're not making any more of it. No, 100%. MP5s are (laughs) $90,000. So, you can get an SOT, you can manufacture, you can get an SOT and you can purchase with certain letters from right. law enforcement agencies. There are ways to get them. It does require an SOT. Um, and if you have that as an SOT, like now, I can solicit business from law enforcement agencies and stuff. And I kind of do that with some of our smaller local uh, law enforcement agencies that can't afford, you know, the crazy contracts. And right. I, you know, I'm just in it for, for giggles anyway. So yeah. um, I have no overhead to cover. So. The big guys probably hate me. Yeah, um, but uh, but you can yeah. make machine guns. You uh-huh. can make suppressors. You can make all this stuff, and you could sell it, but only you can't sell it to civilians. Nope, I can only sell it to a law enforcement or military mm-hmm. agency, or I could sell it to another SOT holder that has a letter that's from a law enforcement agency that's requesting, requesting a demonstration. They're soliciting, yes. you know, yeah. Yeah, they want a demo of it for potential purchase. Primary weapon systems builds guns, they build suppressors, but they also build components and parts. And here's one that you're gonna like to help you upgrade your gun. It's the PRC Compensator in 5.56. Originally introduced for 30 cal, but it's designed to reduce felt recoil as much as possible. Redesigned in 2018, now available in a variety of caliber options, this compensator is very effective in reducing felt recoil. What more do you want? You're gonna put this on the gun, it's gonna shoot flat and you're gonna have less recoil. And it's a $100 part, you just screw on the end of your muzzle. So what's not to like? Primaryweapons.com is where you go to learn more about this one. Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer introduced the P322, and it's the most advanced, highest capacity 22 pistol in its class. I like it, it's cool, it shoots nice. 21, 21 round capacity, optic ready, removable rear sight plate. You also, it's suppressor ready, you can actually add a threaded barrel adapter, 
interchangeable trigger shoes, fiber optic sights, ambidextrous controls. This is a 22 pistol that is packed with features. You can learn more at sigsour.com. Silencer Central, they make it easy to buy silencers. They will take care of the process. If you're a guy who hates paperwork, and I hate paperwork, this is, this is the answer, okay? One of the hot ones for them is the Banish Backcountry 30. This is a very ultralight hunting suppressor. It only weighs 7.8 ounces, which you put it on, you don't even know it's there. And it's still hearing safe. So check it out, the Banish Backcountry over at silencercentral.com. Fiocchi makes a wide range of ammo. You have center fire, you have center fire pistol, center fire rifle, shot shell, rim fire. They also load the 5.7x28 and they have a new load. It's the 62 grain bullet, FMJ. It's a subsonic cartridge, offers reduced recoil impulse and sound signature, making it a go-to for suppressed or unsuppressed shooting and general plinking. You can learn more over at FiocchiUSA.com. RangeReadyStudios.com is where you go to find out about all our classes going on. One of the cool ones that's coming up is the Surefire Low Light Experience. Low light pistol, you're gonna actually shoot at night, you're gonna shoot indoors, it's gonna be really cool. RangeReadyStudios.com is where you go to learn more. So, you've been playing with this stuff lately. I mean, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier. What's been real fun that you've been kind of messing with this, with uh, this, this new part of your business? Yeah, the funnest thing has to be full auto rimfire. <laughs> um, have full auto on about everything you can imagine. Um, all registered with the ATF. It's all, <laughs> all on the up and super up. Super duper legal. I take, I take a huge binder to the range with me every time oh, that gosh. has every piece of paper that says I have everything covered. Um, but the rimfire is so much fun. They they cycle pretty fast with no recoil. Um, you and they're know, not crazy expensive to not shoot. Too too expensive, um, you know. Other than that, we've just been doing some basic, you know, nine millimeter and five five six stuff. Still fun. Um, figuring out different ways to to modify. Um, we got another have other friend that has kind of showed me the ropes on how to do the paperwork. That mm -hmm. was, I mean, making the stuff has been the fastest thing, taking years to do the research to make sure that you don't do something illegal. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to really make sure do I knew. the right way. I wanted to make sure I knew every piece of paper I had to fill out that I didn't accidentally do something illegal. Um, but anyway, I have a friend that's been doing it longer and he's got some pretty cool stuff like uh, Full Auto Desert Eagle, you know. Um, what? Ridiculous, but it's fun. A 50 AE? Um, 50. Oh, yeah, is there any other? Come on. 50 AE Desert full Eagle auto. Full Auto. Yeah. Is it, is it, I mean, being a pistol is a pretty fast cyclic rate? Um, so it's, it's a gas. Cause it, yeah. It's, it's, it's similar a, to your AR, so it does slow that down a lot. Wow. Um, That's bonkers. It still drops all eight rounds, like, oh I mean, it's, gosh. it's pretty wild. Um, that one was pretty wild. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> and then shot some, I'm excited. The next thing I probably do is going to be a 12 gauge of some kind, the, one of the, Box fed, mag fed. Ooh. That's fun. I've shot them. I just don't own one yet. Are, is that say, a similar operating system as far as like if we're talking about it being full auto? Is that similar to an AR? Yeah. I mean, it's an AR yeah. 12 and it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not there's, exactly. there's, there's some different ones. The one that I'm kind of looking at um, 
uses LR308 lowers, and it takes a 12-gauge upper, and the magazine goes in the LR308 lower. Okay. And I think that's going to be the easiest way to do it. I've shot the Segas and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and those are a lot more finicky and, and yeah. a little more, I mean, that's basically an AK-47. AK fire control group thing. in it, yeah. you're right. Um, magazines are the issue on that. Uh, nobody wants a full-auto five-shot magazine. Gun. It's yeah. Kind of boring. <laughs> did, 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 did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what we like to talk about goofy stuff Dude, for I, box. Yeah. It just, at a certain point in your collection, you just get there. And you're like, <laughs> what's next? It's amazing to me that people who like guns, it feels like it takes them, sometimes it takes them a while to branch out into that. Not necessarily making machine guns. That may be, that's kind of up there as far as tiers of gun nerdery. Mm -hmm. It's up there. But even like, okay, you've bought a Glock and a Springfield and a, and a Smith and a Ruger, and you've have all like, dude, do you have any suppressors? No. What? Why not? That's where I was going, man. Right? It's maybe I just have like an addictive personality, and it's a good thing that I that the things that I've chose to get addicted to so far have been <laughs> firearms related. That way I don't lose everything. Um, dude, I, I didn't have my first suppressor until probably four years ago. And now you have at least two or three. Oh, right? a week. <laughs> a week. A week, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I have my SOT so I can just set, get them sent to me and I can use them while they're being, you know, form forward right. to myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just can't imagine not shooting with one. I, don't want I really, although I don't have a lot of use for them on pistols, yeah. but for rifles, I don't oh. really have a whole lot of interest in shooting rifles without no. suppressor on it. I mean, we did that prairie dog hunt with KJ and mm -hmm. Silencer Central came with us, thank goodness, and it was so sophisticated. A bunch yes. of heathens on the prairie, but sophisticated. <laughs> we were not noise polluting. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, think about, talk about did you notice anything with shooting prairie dogs and the suppressed and what it does? I mean, does it, did it help? I mean, it helps with recoil. Yeah. So you're able to stay in the gun a little oh, bit yeah. better, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it still makes a noise, but it's less yeah. of a noise. It, it keeps, like, your shooter fatigue is way less. Yeah. You're talking about shooting five, 600 rounds a day. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's high-power rifle stuff, I mean, it's just... And you have that going, you have two guys around you shooting that much, and right. you're shooting that much. And inevitably, somebody's like, doesn't give you a warning to get your ears on, and they, because, you know, they're out the truck too they're fast. They're excited. Yeah, they get set up faster than you do. And, man, it was just, it's, uh, and, you know, I, I shoot at the range a lot too, and it's, it's, uh, I really don't like shooting next to muzzle brakes anymore. I mean, I, I don't, hold it against the guy that doesn't have the suppressor, but man, it's not pleasant to be next to no. <laughs> It's worse being next to it than yeah. being behind the gun, to be yeah. shooting the gun. 100%. And especially those ranges with the low ceilings, the roofs, oh. the metal roofs. God, it's like shooting inside a metal can. Yeah. It just echoes your whole brain. They, and they've, they've gotten the process so streamlined. I mean, there's multiple places now not just Silencer Central, but I mean, I think they, me personally, and this is nothing to do with having met the guy, but even before that, the the fact that you can fill it out 
and have it sent to your house. Yeah. And it's genius. And then they let you make payments on it. Like you're going to wait a year to get it. Yeah. <sighs> you don't have to buy it right now. Yeah, heck, buy two or three of them. You know, that's two or three a week. So what, what's according you, to box, I, I'll, I'll throw a question to you. What is, what would you suggest? I always get this as like I'm going to buy one can, one suppressor, first suppressor. What what do you suggest? I mean, I think everybody ends up saying a 30 cal can, uh -huh. right? Um, although there's one back here that is the 46. This is the Banish 46. Right. That is a silencer central. There's you a couple can, of them different styles like that out there now. I mean, you can shoot. 4570 through it. Yeah. it. That's really a catch-all, but it's big. Yeah, I'll tell but you, you can put it on a 45 ACP too. Right, yeah. yeah. It's it's neat. I shot, Brandon from Silencer Central came down here to do a, a, a segment. He brought the Banished 338. That's what I have. Dude. I just got I it. I was blown away. It's unreal. And he got, I said, well, so this is for 338 Lapua? He goes, yeah. yeah, and and it's the same weight as the thirty cal can. It's the same weight as the thirty cal can. <laughs> and I said, is this gonna be hearing safe? He's like, yeah, it, it should be fine. And I'm like, right, because I've uh, shot cans that they'll still kind of, you still have that almost a flinch where you're like, ooh, that's kind of loud. Especially a little shorty, the little case. Dude, yeah. I was blown away shooting yeah. a three three eight Lapua with that thing, mm -hmm. no ears on, and it's like, are you serious? This is this can't be real. Yeah, uh, I was blown away. Yeah, he went, he sent me one of those. Uh, he highly recommended it, and I was like, "Well, you know, I mean, you're the guy. You mm -hmm. you know suppressors, right?" And uh, oh yeah, it's amazing. I always tell him though, I was like, "You can't just buy one." I always like, like, "I need to buy one can." I'm like, "Okay, we'll buy a thirty cal. Also buy a rimfire can." Yeah, I was like, "Trust me, they're cheap. While you're waiting." Just go ahead and spend the extra 400 bucks or whatever right. it is. Do it. You will thank me later. Well, and also, at some point, I think you perhaps transition into, okay, I got like every gun for every <laughs> scenario. Now, I'm getting a suppressor for every gun. Like, I don't want to have to do a lot of switching, mixing and matching. Just set up the gun with a suppressor, and just yeah. and just do that. Well, you can mix and match. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm trying to find the stuff for ARs with lower gas blowback mm -hmm. and full auto rated. Obviously now. Yep. Oh, that's now, a, now, now that's a, now that's a concern. Now, um, now box is going. Is it full auto rated? Yeah. Yeah. Care? Before you'd be like, who, who cares if it's full auto rated right. now? No, I'm that guy. It's like, what's the minimum what barrel? What's you, minimum barrel length? What's minimum barrel length? And is you, it you full freeing auto? the people of Fallujah? Yeah. yeah. Who's got money for a machine gun? <laughs> Who's dumb enough to do all the paperwork? Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. probably what keeps me out of it. Oh, man. I mean, I'm like, oh, man. It's, I am paperwork averse. Yeah. I tell you what. You got enough paperwork with your daily business and it just adds <laughs> that much more to it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of lucky that I don't have that. Well, we didn't get into anything about what you actually do. Caldwell. What is it that I actually what is, do? What is it that what I do? What is it you do here yeah but the hot what's the hotness for Caldwell oh Caldwell um, it's still the thrower right yes uh, Claymore yeah and I don't know when this airs but yeah uh, we're right during kicking off for dove season mm -hmm. man those things have been going crazy yeah um, yeah we showed it out you guys showed it last year when oh, we yeah. launched it well what I like about it is 
the launch. You can launch. do it by yourself. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, try to throw a throw a clay thrower by yourself. Even no batteries. Even going to the like the nice clay range that I've got, you're still kind of doing the whole push the button, mount the gun thing. Yeah. Which you know you can do, but this is you can have both hands on the gun and actually. Yeah, foot operated. Yeah, foot so operated. you don't have to have pack no battery. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, the Claymore had a lot of innovation in it, um, so we've saw, seen a lot of success with that. We'll be um, announcing some other stuff along with that um, soon. New, we'll, yeah. The new, uh, new. Yeah, you guys are always improving. Yeah, we we saw great success with that. Other than that, um, you know, you guys showed the flashbang uh, hit indicator. Yep. We've started shipping those, and those have been going over really well. I think. A lot of people are, are are finding that you don't just need them for long range shooting. They're required. They're that becomes a necessity at a certain range. Yeah. But they're fun. Like they're it's, fun. it's a fun toy to add to any target. And we're getting guys that, you know, they're like, oh, for thirty bucks, yeah, I can put it on any target. Not, That's what I was going to say. Not two hundred dollars like the the some of the ones that are meant for just long range shooting. I yeah. Mean. So it's a it's a LED flash. Yeah. You attach to any steel target. Mm-hmm. And it flashes when you hit it. Flashes, and you can see it's, it. Like yeah, we said, we I mean, saw it at two miles. We bucks. say at a mile. Yeah, um, yeah, thirty thousand hits. The batteries will last actually more than that. That we just tested to thirty thousand and said, okay, shut the enough. machine off. This is ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> yeah, LEDs don't pull up any power. Uh, yeah, thirty bucks has the batteries included in it all in one. You know, it's it's yeah, it's a great deal. And like I say, people are putting them on handgun targets at. It just gives another reaction, and mm -hmm. it's, that's fun. It's fun to be able to come out with uh, products like that that kind of add to the shooting experience. You know, kind of one of the things I think of as far as Caldwell goes is it's always like stuff that makes the shooting more fun, and it's always at a price point that's that's very accessible yeah. for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely want to be the the Average guy. I mean, we're mm -hmm. not. We don't have to be the elite. You know, that's we're we're going for a bigger, bigger pool of customer with our product. And here's here's one more pro tip for you, because we're going into hunting season. Everybody's sighting their rifles. The one time a year they actually go shoot the rifle before deer season. Go get some shooting bags. Some, some sort of rest, some sort of shooting rest. Shooting rest. Shooting bags. Something. And it's not high tech. It's it's not like some of the high tech stuff that you guys do, yeah. but it is so essential and it's going to make you it's gonna make the side end process faster. And you'll see what your gun can do. When Box yeah. is talking about oh it shoots a half minute, you can't do that off the hood of a car. No. No, you can't do that off of a rolled up jacket. I mean no. not not easily. Uh, no. and not not the average shooter. Um, yeah, you buy a good shooting rest, whether it be one of our lead sleds. If you're worried about recoil, you can take that recoil out. Mm -hmm. Really take some of that user error out um, while you're sighting in. I always recommend that some some people, it's a kind of a hot hot button. You know, they're like, oh, you should shoot it off. Absolutely, like, but sight in with a rest, yes. and then shoot off of your pack, shoot off of your shooting sticks. And then do that. You but know, like, take the, take the user error out of the sight in part of it, yeah. and then when you're missing or you're not hitting perfect, uh, shooting off your sticks or your back, your pack or whatever, we'll just know that that's 
that is the error that you introduced as a right. shooter. This um, is not an experiment. We yeah. are we are wanting to test the gun, not right. you, not anything yeah. else. And so the lead sled. How long has that been around? Ooh, like two thousand. So yeah, twenty-three years. I mean, it, that maybe has become like a yeah. staple because you can add weight to this rest, and then you right. can almost eliminate recoil. And you think about new shooters, yes, um, shooting, you know, youth, youth uh, kids shooting, getting used to it. The last thing you want is for them to have too much recoil and get freaked out and scared of the gun. Yeah, helps helps them get some trigger time, get familiar with sight picture and safety manipulation and mm -hmm. all that. That'll translate over to in the field, but yeah, it takes all that recoil out. Really helps the, the gun set a little steadier. You can kinda, and it depends on how, how much money you wanna spend on. We have ones that are bench rest style micro adjust, you know, right. where you can really dial that thing in. We have some of them that are more than more than enough for sighting in a, a hunting rifle. Yeah, you know, they have a little more coarse on the elevation of windage, but still really super solid rest. You can get one of them for under a hundred bucks on the fall season sales. Right. You know, and like that's what a two boxes of ammo now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how many how many guys? I that. Oh my god. Working retail, I would see come in multiple boxes of ammo downrange and not hitting the target and frustrated because that's a good point they had a problem with the scope or who knows what but yeah you're shooting you know your, they're trying to sight it in they're chasing it all chasing PRC. it all over yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you shoot two boxes of that you may not find anymore yeah <laughs> save your breath yeah well thanks for being on with us man man it's been great it's fun we could probably do you know a 20-hour session of gun I'm talking guns with you. Do one of those like telethon things, 20 hours, or <laughs> raise right. some money. <laughs> we should do it. That's it. Coming up this this holiday season. Yeah. The boxathon. We won't stop talking until they get us our all the money. We gotta hit our. Do we hit the goal, or we're gonna make you listen to this? This this is uh, ammo for kids. Yeah. It's our <laughs> bullets for kids. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're giving the ammunition to the kids. Uh, bullets for kids. Well, I bet you we can get well, some press tots. on that. Tots are probably a little too young. We'll go a little older. Oh, Lord. Well, thanks for listening to the last ever Gun Talk Nation podcast. It's nice being canceled with you. <laughs> <laughs>